Join us each week as Andrew, Ray, and others bring us in on one of their weekly phone conversations with an amazing agent. This is Little Oak Weekly. All right, welcome everybody. Uh, this is Andrew Bracewell. I'm no, that's not Andrew. <laughs> we have kicked out Andrew and Ray, and uh, the women are taking over. Watch out! Today <laughs> we're going to talk all about working in real estate as a mom, as a grandma, and all the different stages of motherhood. And so today, um, let's get into it. So why don't we do a little intro? Say who you are. If you got kids, grandkids, and yeah, a little blurb about yourself. Well, we'll start with Laura. Okay, I'll go first. Um, all right, my name's Laura June. I work in our Little Oak, Surrey office. I have two boys. They are grown men now. They're no longer boys. And I am very fortunate. I'm now the grandmother to three. Our newest grandson was born just the end of June here. So just Aww. a few weeks ago. Pretty exciting stuff. So now we have five-year-old, three-year-old, and newborn grandbaby. So that's, and I, yeah, I've been a real estate agent now. 18 years. Just realized hmm. that. It's crazy. 18 years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. All right, Aaron. Okay. Well, I'm Aaron Middleton. I have been a realtor for four years. Before that, I was doing real estate appraisals um, in an office in South Surrey. And uh, I reconnected with uh, my old love when I was 19 years old, Steve Middleton. And uh, he said, you're, you're way better being in, in front of people uh, rather than a, a desk. Aww. So got my license and the, the two of us are a team now. And yeah, I, I blended family. We are, we call ourselves the Brady Bunch. We have uh, six kids, three boys, three girls, and they're all the same age. Wow. So we have oh, nice. girls two 18 year olds and two 16 year olds. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Um, well, I'm Mary Tess and I've got two boys ages three and five. Um, I've been selling real estate for 16 ish years. So I've had kids. I've had not had kids in real estate and, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot <laughs> we can talk about. Jamie, you've got the, the newest, uh, Remax Little Oak yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot to do my introduction. So yeah, I'm Jamie Ma from the Abbotsford Remax. And I've been doing real estate now for about 10 years. And then yeah, we just recently had my daughter, Lily. Uh, she's two months old. So kind of new to the mom club, but slowly <laughs> figuring it out. <laughs> so what has that transition been like for you from no kids into having a, a newborn? Yeah, so it was um, pretty challenging at the beginning, just because, of course, Murphy's Law, like this is the busiest real estate market in about 100 years. And she was born right. April 20th, so kind of right in the heat of the spring market. Um, and then my husband, Brayden, is an agent at our office as well. So we kind of both do this. So it's a little bit different, like I was telling the other ladies before, uh, than working like a nine to five. And then a lot of like husbands get paternity leave and women get maternity leave. So um I was like working the day before she was born and um, I still had some like live deals and subject removals <laughs> to deal with like after she was born. So like it was stuff that I couldn't fully ignore. Uh, and then Brayden was really busy with work. So I think like all that gymnastics in it made it kind of a hectic transition for us opposed to like other people who are on, on leave or something like that. So it was a little, <laughs> it was a little challenging at first, but it's been getting better now. Um, like 
the market's like slowing like a touch, I would say. So we're kind of at a more um, relative pace and, and I've referred a few people out. So yeah. How did you guys find it like with your families and stuff during the spring market? For, for, for me, it was tough uh, only yeah. because um, we decided to buy a house to as an, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, you know, Steve, you know, being Mr. Fix it, um, he did pretty much all the renos himself. So oh, wow. we bought the end of February and that's when everything just kicked up. Yes. And, yeah. Oh yeah. And so he kind of left me, <laughs> not left me, but he's like, <laughs> this babe, you've got this. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, I can remember when we first got together, I would come downstairs and I'd see him at the computer at 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, what could he possibly be doing? Like, what? yeah, but he was like, he was working and then like roles have reversed. I'm down there at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> oh, hon, are you everything? Like, is there anything I can do to help you out? I'm like, I'm good. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Definitely. It, it, it was definitely a transition for me. Um, like knowing that I don't have a nine to five anymore. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it, it goes whenever, like there's no set time. You, you don't have a set work day. Yeah. Do yeah, you guys definitely. have any, uh, tips and tricks for trying to set up some <laughs> sort of boundaries? Oh, you know what? I, Lord, I'm smiling. <laughs> I feel, I feel guilty by turning away a, a client wanting to show a place on Sundays. Right. And like, I've always, you know, appreciated and respected the, you know, agents out there that said, don't, I don't work on Sundays, but I, I, I feel guilty about it. Like, I'm like, Oh, what if, what if they go and find someone else that wants to show them a place? Like, I don't know how to balance and manage that in my head. I think that's a problem. Like, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing this. I don't know that that's a solvable, easily solvable um, situation. Last time I saw my grandchildren was in February before everything exploded. My son and my daughter-in-law wanted to get a few days or even it was just, I think, an evening away, you know, with COVID and, and lockdowns and all this stuff. So they just wanted a little time. So I went over and spent a couple of days with the girls and I haven't been back. You know, I wanted to go and it's funny, I wanted to go this week, like I had every intention of this was it, they're home now from the hospital getting a little settled I don't, you know, you don't want to be the mother in law that's there hovering, right, the day the baby comes home, right, you want to give it a little space, little space, and then, you know, come over now and spend time with the kids and get to know my grandson in that but of course, what's happened this week, I have three out of town buyers who I've been emailing with for the last three months everyone's showing up in town this week. It's surreal, right? So right. what do you do? Do you say to these yeah. people who, you know, they've trusted you for these months where you develop this relationship and now say, okay, well, right. I'm, I'm out of here now. Bye. It's hard. So I'm still here this week. I'm hoping next week is my yeah. week, but I have to deal with these buyers right now. That's what I have to deal with. Right. I know one small thing I've done is for subject removals I'll put in that like subjects have to be removed by 6 p.m because I find mm -hmm. that like you know they know whether or not they're going to buy the house by the end of the day either their financing got approved or it didn't and they'll know that by six um 
So that's like one small kind of boundary that I've put up, but I found that's been helpful. So I can be there at least for bedtime with the kids. Right. Yeah. Um, I found for myself since my daughter's been born, because before I just felt like not having any kids, my schedule was super flexible. And I felt like I was more willing to chase things that I wasn't really sure about. Um, Yeah, just sometimes it's unclear, you know, when you first meet a buyer, if it, well, because of COVID, we haven't had them in forever, but if it's a colder lead, like an open house or a brew lead or a sign call, you're more willing to kind of show them places and hope to develop a relationship. Um, But you're kind of unclear whether you're their agent a little bit at a point. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like now I'm more like insistent that maybe we sit down and have a proper buyer meeting and meet for coffee beforehand and just make it clear that we're working together. Because I feel like, yeah, my daughter's only two months old. I don't want to like miss out on time with her because I think I'm working with somebody and I don't even really know if I'm like their agent or if they're just calling a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. So for myself, I've kind of um, chosen to make that a little bit more clear. And Mm -hmm. as well as Facebook has been like a great resource for me, as I'm sure it is for everybody with like old people connecting and wanting to see places. Mm -hmm. So before... um, I especially find with like old classmates of mine or people that I know on a personal level, sometimes it gets awkward to dig into financing a lot. So sometimes like I would tell them to get pre-approved. I'd even suggest them, um, but they'd be taking a long time. I often use Thrive as I know Mary Tess does as well. So sometimes they'd be taking a long time submitting their documents. They're really good with updating me on what's happening with that. And I'd still continue to show them places because I just you know, that awkwardness, but now I'm more like, I'll go out like maybe one to two times, but um, if somebody's not getting all their paperwork in, like I will sit down and talk to them about it. So I guess because I feel like time's a little bit more valuable now, I'm a little less worried. I mean, at the end of the day, they could just bugger off and go find somebody else, but I just feel like I don't want to waste my time. (laughs) Um, And yeah, Brayden's still out working and stuff. So I just feel like, well, I don't want to take time away from like my new daughter to take people out who might not even be able to afford a home. Or on the other hand, like I was saying, take people out that I don't even know that I'm their agent necessarily. Right. So that's been like my new boundary because before I would just like kind of play ball a little bit more. I I think that, yeah, that, that coffee that you have with your buyer, I just did that last Tuesday with buyers. And today we did our home inspection. We had one coffee meeting and I showed them houses one day that meeting you know when you're face to face we've been talking on the phone we've been emailing for months all of that has you know has gone well but until you really sit and talk to the someone see them physically kind of really get a vibe for what it is they want I was able to narrow it down we saw four places and wrote an offer on one right so you really get a sense of that but it, awesome. I, I oh, do think you. it's that personal connection it's it's some it's hard to do um over a phone even in a meeting like this sometimes. Yeah, and I think that the coffee is important too because sometimes if you just kind of hope that like they'll like you and you keep showing places and hope that you'll become their agent, I've had that actually be successful. But then other times, um, sometimes you'll be talking to somebody and then they're like, oh yeah, we can scratch that one off the list. I saw it the other day. And then like, if you couldn't accommodate their specific schedule, they'll go and phone that listing agent or something. So I find the coffee is kind of like more clear that like, hey, if you like me, let's work together and I can show you any home or, you know, that sort of thing. Because sometimes people don't even understand that necessarily. So, yeah. Hmm. Well, and I have kind of a first. I don't know. Do you guys ever watch the Property Brothers? Uh, like no, not really. I mean, I've seen the show a time or two, but I don't think I've ever watched like a full episode. But my mom watches it, so if I've been visiting her, it's it's on or something. Right. <laughs> so it it seems very script. Actually, here's here's a backstory. Steve went to Circus 
school. With, well, well, first oh, of all, wow. wait, first wow. of all, Steve, wow. wait, let's circle back to that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to know more about that. But anyways, no, no, I totally didn't mean to. I'm like, oh, but here's a little funny quip about yeah. that. Anyways, I do watch the Property Brothers, but I here's the thing that always kind of makes me laugh because it seems so not realistic. Like usually it's the people that your clients are sending you houses that they want to see and set that up. Well, I had this one client, she's like, we went out and uh, took her to four places and she's like, all right, I don't want to look through any of the emails anymore. I just want you to pick a house for me. Mm, interesting. Okay. Oh, you know what I like. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's a bit of pressure. Yeah. Well, she really trusts you. So that's a good thing. But I, 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 it kind of reminded me of what they, they do on the property, brother. Mm-hmm. Here's like, you know, three or four houses that I think you might like. And yeah, it, it, it worked out and we wrote a deal. So, nice. <laughs> but oh, that's oh, awesome. That's Definitely not something that I've ever been, you know, faced with before, but yeah, interesting. <laughs> I think having kids definitely makes us more efficient as agents. Mm-hmm. Like it forces us to say, is this worth my time? Whereas before I had children, it's like, well, I don't know if this client's going to pan out, but I'll just like Jamie said, like, I'll just play ball for a bit and mm-hmm. see if it goes. But having uh, kids, it's, they're like a good no button for, mm-hmm. for me to be like, mm, this client's going to be a energy vampire. Like they're a nope. Like, yeah. Not worth it. Yeah. 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 I've, I've got, uh, I've got clients that I've been working with for over a year now and fair enough, like COVID uh, brought that, like she, she had, the, the wife had to go back to her home country um, to deal with some sort of, you know, whatever issues that they had to deal with there and finances. But I've been dealing with them for a year. And I, I you know, I say to Steve, I'm like, is this like going to pan out? Like, is, mm-hmm. I've taken them out. Like, they'll call me on a Sunday and I will jump. But it, 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 at least they, they're looking in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They're looking you know, close to where we live. So it's not like I'm driving, you know, all, you know, through, you know, the Metro Vancouver Yeah, <laughs> it is, it makes, I go, do I want to do this today? Like for one showing, but yeah, that's, that's my struggle. And I- let's talk about that a bit. Cause that kind of brings up the topic of mom guilt. And like, if I'm not at work, I feel guilty for not being with my kids. And if mm-hmm. I'm with my kids, I feel guilty for not being at work. Does that resonate with any yeah. of you guys? Me, 100%. Yes. I, I guilty because I, I'm not going to be here to cook dinner. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've got, you know, seven mouths to feed and, you know, Steve is not the best cook. <laughs> <laughs> you can do stuff on a trapeze though. I guess. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, know that, that, that guilt is real. I know, especially, you know, before, um, you know, obviously Steve's all grown up now. My Steve, my younger son is grown up now. But when he was, when I started in real estate, you know, he was in grade two or grade three here. So now, um, you know, there, and then I became a single mom. So what I ended up doing was because I had such bad guilt, you know, if he was with me because they're in school and this and that. I actually made an arrangement with my ex-husband that we we split up our custody that he had the, him every weekend. And what I tried to do was work everybody in between, you know, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 
and then tried to, you know, of course, then he was yeah. in school in the day, but at least I was there to pick him up after school and spend those as much as I could. And we tried, you know, that kind of worked. It was a solution that I knew that on the weekend, I'd be free to work. I never mm -hmm. had a minute to myself, right. <laughs> right? So you went years without even a minute to yourself, but that helped alleviate the guilt that at least he was with his dad on the weekend. So I could just concentrate that way mm -hmm. with one. It was hard. So with you, with your Brady bunch, I, that's mind blowing. It really is. Or a newborn. He wasn't even a newborn. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't think I could have been a realtor with a newborn. I just don't yeah. like, I don't know how you. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely been like tiring. Um, I feel like as well, like I don't get like a ton of sleep right now. Right. <laughs> so then, um, yeah, even, yeah. Like recently I've had like a couple clients who, uh, I don't know the right word, just kind of like tricky clients who get like hyper about things really easily. And I almost feel like I really have to be like their cheerleader and like, everything's fine. And like, it's okay. And like, for example, one of my clients was, uh, watching the inspection happening on his house, um, through a camera the whole time. And then just was getting really nervous because the inspector, um, put his jacket on his chair and it's COVID and kept phoning me all throughout the inspection. Um, oh, now he pressed his ladder oh. against the wall and I don't know if he used a covering. Oh. So just these constant calls. And then oh. my daughter was fussy that day. So she's yelling. So I'm having to like, Braden was home for a bit, try and pass her off and then talk to him. I had like maybe slept four hours that night and like have hardly been sleeping. So you know yes. what I mean? Like sometimes then like, I felt like in that situation, I had to be his cheerleader and be like, everything's fine. Like, oh, that's so frustrating. I understand. And like, sometimes, yeah, when you're dealing with your own stuff, it's kind of like exhausting. And then I'm, you know, you feel like, oh, I can't, you know, fully deal with this right now. But then yet yeah, we do. So yeah, I, I do find that challenging as, as I'm sure we all do, even like not having a newborn or not. Right. So well, I think as women and mothers and grandmothers, we jump in and out of different roles all throughout the day, where I think if um, for a lot of us, our spouses, or maybe they they might work a nine to five job, or I guess not for you guys, yeah. my husband does. And so when he leaves the house at eight or eight 30, he's gone until five 30. And he doesn't, I don't think he worries about the kids during the day. But for me, and like for you guys, I think we're in and out of mom, grandma, um, you know, doing the dishes and then taking mm -hmm. the phone call yeah. and then picking up the kids and then taking another call, doing a showing, heating up dinner. Like it's just this constant in and out. It's exhausting. And to somebody, just to somebody who's not in our industry, they were watching me do all this and they're like, your life is crazy. I'm like, it is. <laughs> I'm like, I thought this is, isn't this how everybody else lives? <laughs> isn't this normal? Yeah. <laughs> it's that, it's that, you know, women do multitask very well compared to, to, you know, and I love my husband and, but I can see sometimes when it's like, okay, this and this and this, and can you help me with this? He's recently retired. So he's home seeing, you know, he used to go to the office. So he was a bit more nine to five as a managing broker. Of course, his phone rang all night, every night, but, but he, he physically would be at the office so now that he's home and he sees what I do it's exactly that the the dishwasher start that throw in a load of laundry jump on a zoom call book some showings go do this go do that <laughs> oh we need some groceries out the door and and so he's you know wanting to help but but I can even see like how anxious he gets okay well this is what I need today do, yeah. do, 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 do. Mm. 
uh, yeah, it's, it's different. <laughs> we just, we're just, you know, I don't, don't want to sound sexist, but sometimes I think we're just a bit more wired to do all that multitasking. Oh, Lurgen, you're not, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I a hundred percent agree. I feel like it's the reality. Yeah. And, and um, right now as well, uh, like we're, I'm doing like breastfeeding with my daughter and stuff. So that's why like, I'm kind of the one getting up at night, not my husband. So like, sometimes I like have to bite my tongue. Cause he's like, Oh, I'm so tired these days with the baby. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> You're tired. yeah. And I understand what he means too, because like, you know, he's waking up a little bit earlier and that sort of thing. And you know, he does, he does, he's a really good dad and he does help with her, but like it just because of the way that we're feeding her and stuff, I'm the one getting up at night. So sometimes I'm like, hmm. <laughs> when he has that comment but you know, he's not saying it. With Jamie, even what you just said there right now makes me laugh because this is exactly what women do. We say, but it's okay. It's like, I'm the one yeah, doing everything, true. but it's okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be okay because I mean, really what you, he can't do what you're doing. And I get that, but yeah. I do the same thing. Like, Steve doesn't like going to the grocery store, but that's okay. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, yeah, that is true. It's like, um, I, and I feel like that, like with a lot of working women these days that like women still feel like maybe more traditional, um, like getting the groceries a little bit more often than the guys while cooking maybe a little bit more. And then, but then we're also like almost equal partners yes. working. So there's, yeah, a lot more on our plates. I feel like, yeah, so no, that's yeah. No, I've, I've only recently, when they get old enough, my, my younger son, who still is at home with us going to school, he has taken over the role of the grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. So oh, that is really a new nice. thing. That's like, awesome. Like, yeah. He, like, yesterday, he did this massive Costco run. It's like, perfect. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm seeing that, but I mean, you know, it's only till they're in their twenties when this starts to happen, right? You guys got a little bit to go with that, but um, eventually you do really, I do see the relief and I'm able now because of that, I'm able to take that time for me and kind of do my, my hobbies and try to relax a bit more. I actually work a lot less than I used to work. If I had to count hours, you're like really big into the knitting and everything. Like you're so creative, all of the stuff. I, I do my, oh yeah. I make gifts for my clients. I make them blankets. Wow, I crochet. Oh, I do all that's this. So but nice, that's wow. also my Zen time. Yeah. I, I, mm. I use that as my meditation to take me out of stress. Yeah. And I, you know, make scarves for the children's miracle network and all this sort of stuff. I would never, if you would have asked me like five years ago, I would have said, forget it. I would never have the time to do that. But only because I've been able to now separate some of that stuff and say, you do the Costco runs. Right. You know, you do that, that sort of cooking. I'm not even going to touch that sort of stuff. And I also, you know, it was my husband, Ari, who was, when we first got together, I used to take a day off a week to clean the house. And he was like, he was like, you know what like he'd be going to the office i'd be like you know well i'm gonna what are you doing today well i'm gonna scrub the toilets and do all this stuff and he's the one who's like no he's you know your time is too valuable if you want to take a day off so you could rejuvenate you go take that day off but you don't take a day off to scrub the toilet yeah <laughs> we'll get a cleaner in to do that yeah that's so funny <laughs> that you say that laura jean because literally 
That's exactly the conversation I had with Steve. And he's like, why don't we just hire someone? We used to have a house cleaner. I'm like, I don't know, because I feel kind of guilty having a house cleaner. Like we did have one before. We have six kids here. Yeah. Like, it's oh, needed. <laughs> adult yeah. age. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, my house cleaner told me, and she did this to me. She's like, oh no. She's wagging yep, her finger. I'm not cleaning the kids' beds anymore. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Talk about setting boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, they're old enough. They can do it themselves. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I guilted into the fact that we had a house cleaner because, well, we do have six kids and they can do it themselves. Yeah. Oh, man. But yet, you know, once you, it takes, it took a while for me to get used to that because I had done that for 10 years, right? 10 years I did my cleaning and did, and then, yeah, it doesn't make sense. If I'm going to clean my house, well, I'm better to be working. If I'm going to be working, it's working real estate mm -hmm. or I'm taking a day off that it's my day. Yeah. Yeah. So one or the other. Yeah. So Jamie and I are kind of in a similar stage with our kids. Like they, they're at home. They need us constantly. They need us for their uh, sustainability, like to live. Erin, you're kind of in the stage where you went through a stage two where you were like the, the taxi soccer mom driving around places. How did how do you cope? Because I'm coming into that transition with my youngest entering school because um, it's a different stage of life as a mom. How did you handle or handling doing the taxi mom and all of their appointments as well as all of your appointments as a realtor? Honestly, you have to reach out to your friends and and don't be afraid of asking for help because no one is going to be upset with you if you like like carpooling all that kind of thing it my kids i had one daughter going to uh, you know cheerleading in coquitlam and another kid doing hockey whoever like every week it changed with hockey so you do you have to rely on your your for people and mm -hmm. the, the other parents out there, usually moms, but sometimes dads were really great too. Um, you just reaching out and if you can't, you know, do it all, which we can't ask for help. I think that's so helpful because mm -hmm. there is this kind of uh, thing in our culture where women take pride in doing it all. And we take pride in being busy and take pride in like, Oh, look, I'm juggling a million and one things. But the theme from, from what I'm hearing from you and Laura June is like, it's okay to ask for help. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Oh, the start of every hockey season. Cause both my boys were hockey uh, players. And when I started in real estate, my oldest one was on the Island playing junior hockey. So, you know, then it, that was a different thing. Now I needed to take time off to go over there so I could see him watch a game. Yeah. But with, yeah, watch a game. But my younger son, at the beginning of every season, I always align myself because the teams always change. So you always end up with different parents. Beginning of every season, I always, you know, found somebody that, that could be my friend for that season and help me with him for that very reason. And I relied on those people a lot. I really did. And I just let that happen. Because even if I could get to a game in between showings, you know, is better than, than, than nothing. Just, yeah. You know, saying, yeah, nothing. Right. Yeah. So that, yeah, that would definitely, obviously Laura June and I agreed to ask for help. You're 
Totally. You're better mm-hmm. off. Let's talk about me time. How do you guys find me time in a world that is so demanding as a mom and as a realtor, grandma? What does me time look like? I'm struggling right now. Like I said, I feel like, you know, even though I do probably get the most me time of everyone here and I recognize that and I feel very blessed for that right now, sometimes I, I, it's almost, you get a bit of resentment towards everybody out there who's taking away from that. Like I would love to be going to the island right now and taking some me time and taking time with the kids. Like for me, that is my me time. It's opposite of you guys, right? <laughs> my me time is getting to see them. So it's it's a different thing. And and yeah, sometimes I just think, oh, really? Do we have to do this now? Can't we wait a bit? Because I, I want that, right? So yeah, sometimes I, I can honestly say I can get resentful yeah. towards towards things that take me away from that. Yeah, I mean, Jamie, you're probably like the the the, mm-hmm. the thick of of having no me time at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, having a newborn is all encompassing. Yeah, it definitely seems that way. Um, luckily, like my mom lives in our basement suite, actually, so she'll like help with the baby. Um, and um, I've had to kind of like allow her to help a little bit and allow me to have some me time because before I always felt like, oh, well, she's a grandma; it's good for her to come and have visits, but I don't want to like bother her with um you know babysitting and stuff but now I will take her up on her offer every now and then because I felt like like Mary Tess was saying before I feel like we do feel pressure to feel really busy and um like we can handle it all but I just yeah I felt like I was kind of heading for burnout before so I was like I do need to kind of like take Mm -hmm. a step back and have some me time because before like my me time would be like having a 10 minute shower (laughs) and I was like that's not really like me time right (laughs) or I would be like um yeah doing some laundry it's like some me time because like I'm having like a moment of quiet but that's not really like what you need so it was nice like even uh, the other day I just went out for dinner with my girlfriends and stuff like that so I think that um yeah besides just being like a realtor and a mom like I still want to um enjoy you know friendships and like things that I did before um having kids and yeah I definitely don't have as much time for that but um just to try and like make time at least like once a week or something like that I think it's really important so yeah I guess just um having like a family member or a friend or somebody who would help here and there is really important I would say which kind of goes back to what I was saying don't be afraid to ask for yeah exactly Mm -hmm. I know and I'm so bad about that I always feel like I'm bothering people I've actually had a lot of friends who've been like oh if you ever need any help but um I totally agree with you like where we always say that I'm always like oh no it's fine like thank you for offering though but I feel like yeah I feel hesitant to like take them up on their offer and stuff like that so that's like me when when I like I'm always the person that does the big family dinners at our house yeah because I feel bad because we have such a huge crew Mm. so I'm like, okay, well, everyone can come to my house and, you know, I'll, I'll cook for everyone. And when everyone, like anyone asks, what can I bring in the past? I've been so hesitant because I don't want to feel like I'm putting someone out. Like, right. Oh, I'm fine. I've got it covered. No, ask for help. <laughs> yeah. That's so <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I find with moms when I, when I offer help, I try to offer something specific because they're like, oh, is there anything I can bring? I know the default is always no, but I'm like, hey, do you want me to bring dessert mm-hmm. or can I bring a salad? Like something specific, then I feel like it, it'll make them maybe more willing to yeah, say yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I actually delegate now. I'm like, okay, you can bring this, you can bring that, but yeah, yeah. No, I, I have time asking for help. And it's so funny listening to you 
three ladies like say the same thing because you know it seems like this is a me thing but it's not it's Mm -hmm. it's a female thing I think we just want to it, and it, and sometimes I think it would take me longer to explain what it is that I need <laughs> than I would just go do it and be done. Yeah. Right. If I had to sit and, or, you know, write a list, I can't yeah. write a list. It's here. Yeah. I'm bad at that. I'm not great at, you know, maybe if I did that, maybe if I wrote a list of this is what needs to be done around the house, or maybe that's what, maybe, you know, now I'm having an epiphany. Maybe I should start doing that. This is what needs to happen here. Take it off as it's done and just post it on the fridge, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> could work. I think my my mom really modeled for me to a woman who could do it all. And she, to me, in my mind, she was the superwoman who cooked and cleaned and managed her own business and drove us around and and so to me, that's the level of expectation. But I, I think she's just a superhuman. I don't think that I'm made that way. I don't think a lot of us are wired that way. Or I don't, I don't know. She's just got something magical about her. But I think I've realized like, oh, maybe I can't live up to that standard. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I think it's really important that we don't put so much pressure on ourselves. Like, I, I, I think that's, I, I, I can't speak for you ladies but I put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure that I'm pleasing everybody. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm, I'm too much of a, a if it, how this can be a bad thing, I'm not sure, but I'm too much of a people pleaser where yeah. I don't rock any boats and I want to make everyone happy. And yeah, it, it does tend to be a bit of a problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it does. It's a problem when, you know, you're, you're doing that and you're giving and giving, giving. I always look at that. It's like that bank account, right? You're, you're always, you know, you're, you're giving out of the, you know, but what's being deposited back right. in, right? So you really have to be careful that, that make sure that, that there is some sort of a balance there. If there ever, I don't even know that I believe in a work-life balance. I think that, you know, you live your life, you do your work. I don't know if they balance themselves, but it's how you feel personally. Do you feel you know, the deposits and the, 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 t- the withdrawals, if that balances out is probably the closest thing mm-hmm. to describing a perfect work, work-life balance, if there is such a thing. Yeah. So, so Jamie, like Maritaz, you're the only one that doesn't have a, a, a realtor husband, right? I, I, yeah. My husband's a pastor. So no, he's not in. Okay. Pastor. I did. I didn't know what you're. Yeah. So, so Jamie, like you mm-hmm. said that, Braden are super busy like how how is that going with you guys yeah well it's actually improving um a lot so when uh Lily first came home for example like he was working he'd probably leave at like 9 a.m um and he had like appointments in Pitt Meadows Maple Ridge then he'd be in like Bridal Falls and then Hope and then like Abbotsford but long story short he would usually leave around 9 a.m maybe come home eat at like noon but like it was just so brief and then he'd be back home at 9 p.m and then by 9 p.m he'd be like I just got a listing I have to do all the paperwork and then um answer emails and then touch bases he was way behind on um and then by the time he was like done it was close to like midnight and then like he was just like the busiest he's ever been then so then he's like I actually have to work on a CMA for tomorrow so then literally he wasn't really like around to help so like I was kind of alone with the baby still trying to keep up with my emails and then people are texting me because he actually like was busy to the point where he couldn't even take over all my clients 
So then I did luckily refer a few oh. to my friend Bonnie because people were messaging me like R200165, is that one still available? Or like, you know what I mean? And then like the baby's mm-hmm. screaming, I'm like by myself oh. trying to like do all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, well, you're a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I was like, I'm feeling like pretty overwhelmed um, by all that. So yeah, so that was, yeah, it was really tough at the beginning, but now like, um, we're at like a, a more moderate p- place in our business. So, um, he's not working those hours at all. Like he'll probably work maybe, well, it just depends on the day, but on average, he'll probably work like four to five hours, seven days a week though. Um, right at now. this time, but it can always change. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but then like, even when right. he's off, like he'll usually still be like answering calls, but at least he's like, um, you know, maybe helping and, and holding sort of the baby or something. Yeah, yeah. Like before he was literally like, Oh, cause, um, what had happened is a lot of our listings had sold before. So he was like, he had his buyers and then took on my buyers. So he was just driving all over. And then he had a lot of CMAs to do. So then he was meeting with the people negotiating the contracts and that sort of thing. So yeah, she kind of came in in opportune time, but, um, yeah, but it's, but I was thinking like last year would have been great to have a baby during COVID because we were really quiet last spring, but of course. Well, this is why you have a baby now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, it's, it's, it's been nice. Like, I feel like my world's kind of shifted as well in that I used to be so worried about like, um, I used to spend about three hours a day prospecting. And since the baby's come, I actually have not prospected at all. I've just, if somebody reaches out to me, that's great. And then I'm like willing to like go and help them. But I almost realized that I needed that break because I've been doing it for now almost 10 years. And for at least the last five years, um, five days a week, I've been prospecting like three hours a day. So like, actually it kind of like set me off, like not doing it at the beginning because it felt like such a disruption in my routine and I felt almost like that guilt for not doing my regular activities but now it's almost mm-hmm. it's really nice to have a break from that because I didn't realize how exhausting it was and we had um like a sync website before like an online lead generation site that a lot of people have and that was also why I was doing a lot of prospecting there's a lot of calls to do on that um but we did cancel that site and I'm gonna focus more on um, my buffini stuff that I was doing before because I think I do want to work more off referral which I do often already but like just even amp that up even more because I find that there's more loyalty and people are more willing to get pre-approved and listen to your advice opposed to like me saying hey you logged into my website it's just it's harder to you know kind of have a do the cold cold call thing yeah yeah yeah. when you're doing cold Mm -hmm. calling it's hard to know like if that client's going to be loyal to you and if it's going to be a productive use of your time I guess so but um Mm -hmm. before having kids like I had like a lot more time and freedom so I didn't mind as much so yeah so that that's kind of been like a little shift in my business I would say I think that's great working by referral is the way to go because um, that's when, when a client sends me a referral, I'm like, you have no idea how much this means mm-hmm. to me. You just saved me from like having a prospect and cold call and like get childcare for my kids. So I can go and try to drum up some business and work with some person who's second guessing everything I say, cause they don't know me and trust me. I'm like, this referral means so much yeah. to me. Like they don't, they don't realize how, how much they've saved me and like bought me time back with my kids. Yeah, exactly. Something I did want to talk about this whole idea of like buying back our time. Like I have an assistant now and some help. And so it's kind of this backwards idea of like, I'm paying to be a mom in some ways, like I'm paying an assistant to file some paperwork with me so that I can take my kids to the park. You know, like it's, it's a different, I don't know if I'm thinking about it the wrong way, but um, I'm like, I will pay that bill all day long. <laughs> yeah. you, we, we're not going to get these 
moments back when, you know, he's three years old, wants me to push him on the swings. Like pretty soon he's going to be too cool for, for mom. And like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right comes now fast. in this whole world and I don't want to miss <laughs> yeah. it. Well, and as self-employed, like that's, it's an important part of it. I think that what you're doing is the right thing, right? I wish I would have realized this years ago, right? You couldn't, I could have bought back time um, that's passed now. There's nothing I can do to get that back. But having, paying for that does, it allows you that freedom to, to, yeah, do what you want to do, spend time with the kids, take that me time, better you pay that person to do that. And you go, go for a walk with a girlfriend, then Mm -hmm. yeah, be scrubbing a toilet or, or, you know, loading stuff into the database that anybody can do. And Okay, so full disclosure, I, I love hearing this because we had, well, Steve had an assistant before I came along and joined uh, on his team. And we don't have that assistant anymore. So I'm doing all of that on top of, you know, buying or uh, taking buyers out and just A's and all that stuff. And I'm having a hard time reconciling, like, can we afford to pay for an assistant with our big brood that we have? I mean, we've got kids that are in private school and I, I, I struggle with that. Uh, and, and he's trying to convince me that it's okay. Like we can afford it. But then I'm like, I don't, I don't know that we can. Yeah. I, w- I was thinking that as well. Like a lot of the stuff that I was um, saying, like when my daughter was first born, like then him having to come home and do all the paperwork, that stuff that like an assistant could do if we did have one. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of just like poor management on our part, because I felt like with the market getting so busy before my daughter was born, I was like already struggling to keep up. And then kind of going back to something that Laura June said about like, sometimes it's easier to do something yourself than explain it to someone. It overwhelmed me to kind of think of hiring an assistant who doesn't know anything about the industry at a time when I was super pregnant and already busy. And I'm like, oh, now I'm going to have to like sit down with you and explain everything. And then I don't know, just like, I guess, negative thinking, thinking that maybe like I could spend all that time and that person quits within three to six months or whatever. So I just kind of kept plugging through and then Mm -hmm. the baby came and then we just didn't have any time to like train that person. But now that things are settling down a bit, it's definitely been a thought on my mind, but now it's like a weird thing because I'm working less than I have been recently because I've been focused more on the baby and referring a lot of my clients to Brayden or even, like I said, I referred some to a colleague of mine. So yeah, it's just sort of interesting because I'm wondering like, well, if I'm slowing down a bit, should we be getting an assistant? So it ties into what Aaron says about like the whole unsure aspect. But I think it is, it's nice that Mary Tess said that because I think it can be important even if like you're slower and then busier at times because then at least you have that time with your family. So, 100%. Yeah. I, I had my I had my assistant for years and she sadly this is what happened to me she let she left just as COVID was starting her family had just um, opened a restaurant literally in the January before all that started and in, in March their their business closed down I mean you know so she was working for them mm-hmm. as much as she could and doing what she could there as well as going to school so she was my trusted assistant you know this is the gal who could pay all my bills for me I had no issue. She she could log into my accounts, deal like that's how close yeah. we were, and that's the trust we developed. Yeah. 
and and losing that even myself having that well what i have to you know sit every month and, and manage all that she would organize all my receipts for my taxes oh wow right That's so awesome. yeah exactly <laughs> so this was this was a huge loss and now people you know you know ever oh you need to get another assistant i don't even know if she's replaceable yeah is she even replaceable <laughs> right that's that was very lucky i was very fortunate but i think now it is slowing down a bit we're i'm going to start um looking at at getting somebody else in to help even if it's just a couple times a week and just clean up the stuff that really i i don't need to do i don't and they could do it from home nobody has to come into the yeah. office anymore that's one great thing i think we bought a lot of time i know i have by no longer having an office office mm -hmm. I gave that up a year ago, June, right? I had that office where I would go into the office and giving that up and commuting, I converted one of our spare rooms in the house to my office. That was the best thing I ever did. Now my commute is, you know, with my coffee and my jammies into the office. Hey, Steve and I work. That's helpful. What, what, how about you ladies? Do you have an office? At, yeah, at I do. Yeah. 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 Um, I was I was curious because I'm still like so new into this mom role, but I know that like a lot of anyways, like the min realtor at Remax Little Oak, I noticed a lot of them did have offices there. And like when I asked them, I know I know that one, um, I think Joe actually said that it's nice to like go to work and stuff like that and, and have, you know, your station when you're at work. So I was just wondering, like, when the kids get um, older, or my daughter, and then, you know, if we have more kids get older, if it would be beneficial to have that. Um, Based at the office, so then I am at work, or if it's hard to work at home, I guess you guys would be able to better answer that question. So, well, literally a minute ago, I was kicking my kid out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> you, you had me on mute. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw that. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that happens every now and then. I have a little home office, but um, the, like I said, it's that in and out of constantly jumping in and out. So if I was sitting. If I was seated at an office, you know, for several hours, then I wouldn't have that distraction. But then at the same time, I really value being like, hey, I've got an extra half hour. I'm going to go just go sit in the backyard with them and kick the ball around. Yeah, that's so you true. Know, whereas if I was at an office, I'm not going to get that moment yeah. or exercise. Like unless I want to get up and work out before I go to work. Um, but if I work from home, I'm like, hey, I could work out at 1.30, like some random time in the afternoon. Yeah. So I, I really like working from home as much as possible, but yeah. yeah, if I have to focus, then I'll go into the office to do some. I've heard from other people who do, you know, and everyone has their own kind of way they can work and what works for them. But oftentimes people have said to Steve and I like, oh, isn't that just weird working from home? Like I, I'm not disciplined enough. And it's like, well, if you're not, and you know that about yourself, like right. you do yeah. you and there's nothing wrong with that but if if you know that you've got to come down and, and deal with something at nine o'clock or whatever you deal with that and it, I think as a you know being a, a younger mom with young kids working from home to me would be the most ideal setup yeah yeah I'll, I would if I could go back I would have done this home office years ago right. when he was smaller yeah. and not have done because I would go into the office and I think I would have changed that right yeah 
definitely. Yeah. For myself, like I'm still working, but, um, I have referred a lot of clients to Brayden just cause it's been hard, um, with like the newborn. Cause she yeah, relies on me a little bit more, especially with the feeding and stuff like that to be away and like working all the time. But, um, I would say that, uh, yeah, even for myself, I have to remind myself he's at work sometimes cause he'll be in like the office and if she's really fussing and like screaming and then he's not like coming to like help or like, see, I do find myself getting <laughs> irritated. Whereas like, if he was actually at the office, like, working which he is when he's here but like you know he wouldn't be able to help but knowing that he's in the house like I do find like I kind of like bug him sometimes I'm like oh can you do this for me or can you help me with this and so I'm sure like for him probably takes him a lot longer to get things done than if he was like actually you know away at his his job not having his wife and daughter bother him hey Jamie yeah he didn't push out, he didn't push out a baby <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're you're always gonna be like forgiven yeah, yeah. there you go that's true. true story that is very true yeah that's what I tell my older son if he makes you know something you know like you say that comment about they're tired and this and that I'm like excuse me yeah you had three babies like what do you think yeah right? yeah you didn't have to deliver them so you have nothing to complain about yeah that is true that's not an easy thing you know, I always perk up when I hear somebody say, oh, I wish I would have done this or I regret doing that. I feel like there is so much wisdom that can be gleaned off of um, people sharing that. So like Laura June, when you're saying like, oh, I wish I would have done that, like I, my ears are totally open oh, yeah. and willing to hear more. And thank you so much for sharing. Oh, you're welcome. It's it's very real that that feeling that I missed so much because I was I thought it was important to drive to the office. That's Again, backwards thinking, a little old school, right? This this is this works much better. And if I were to do it all over again, I would do this all day long. Make sure I think the office needs to have a door though. I think for those yes. private, you know, like that that's where I think you could minimize some of that distraction. They know the door is closed, nobody comes in here. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny too with the whole like with unfortunately having gone through what we've gone through with COVID and whatnot we've realized that the whole bricks and mortar thing is not necessary. You know, you don't, like, there's so many businesses, like the, the world was running off the internet and, you know, without having to go to a specific place, like we were able to get things done. I mean, for heaven's sakes, I remember when the whole, like all of it started and we didn't know what was going on. We would, do zoom meetings we would do a cma over zoom like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy how things have changed and how we've adapted and realized uh, at least um that yeah this works we're we're good it does work i love it i yeah it, this works very well we're way more efficient yeah, that's i think is. so yeah totally yeah. cutting down our emissions on driving right <laughs> I mean, how much gas did you, you know, what was your gas? If you look at the year before, how much money did you spend on gas in your vehicles compared to 2020, right? Your, like odometer miles, like they're like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. This was great. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Awesome. It's funny. It's, it's, it's nice hearing like that we're all in like the same kind of boat. Mm -hmm. We're all on different seas, but we're in the same boat. Yeah.
Oh, one thing that I was thinking about, but like the mom guilt question that um, was like a few questions back now. But um, for myself, like, I feel like we all probably go through it as realtors, you know, when you get like a new buyer, and at the beginning, you almost have to go through like a learning curve with them. And it seems like especially in a hot market, a lot of people want to learn the hard way, you know, that you're going to be outbid, or you're seeing places that are technically within their price range, but you know, that come offer presentation day, it won't be. So for myself, like, that's where I have like a little bit of mom guilt where I know I'm going on a pointless, you know, quote unquote, appointment, taking time away from my daughter just to go through like that learning curve with the buyer. But if you're too like harsh or upfront with people, then I feel like you can kind of scare them off at the beginning. You know what I mean? You kind of just have to humor them and take them to that appointment. And I felt like I had a lot of mom guilt with that because I'm like, oh, now I took away like three or four hours with my like super young daughter to kind of, you know, do something that was, you know, not really productive use of anyone's time. You know what I mean? So yeah, I would feel that about that. I have that guilt less and less. I have to say, you ladies, you'll get there. It's <laughs> yeah. coming for you. you have faith I'm there. It's coming. I have, yeah. I have no, and, and blunt, like, I'm sorry, this is a waste of my time. Yeah. I have no, I, I've gotten to a point where I can say to people, you know what? I think we're wasting our time here. Yeah. They may not, you know, always be happy to hear that from me, but you know, they can appreciate the honesty yeah. of it because if I say that, we're it's gonna be a waste of the time, right? Yes. Yeah. I'd never say it if I thought there was a hope, but if there's no hope in hell. One phrase I've used the most in the most recent months that I've ever used in my entire life is you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And yeah, like, so <laughs> true. So many buyer clients of ours. I'm like, nope, this is where I think you need to be. And they're like, yeah. no, no, this is what I want to offer. I'm like, and yeah, exactly. Where like you will show them all the information or you'll say that, oh, it's probably going to go for this price, but they're still like, oh, it wouldn't hurt to see. I just would like to take a lot yeah. And you, you feel like crap because you didn't get it, but you feel good because you were right. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> I always tell them too, you know, I go to that thing, like too many of those offers that aren't going anywhere are actually part of the issue. And that's what I always explain to them. Do you want to help solve this issue or do you want to keep contributing to mm -hmm. it? Because you know yourself, like when you've listed a property and you've listed it, not, you know, let's say at market value, let's say a million dollars and, and you know, you're going to get maybe 20 offers. How many of those offers are really good offers of the 20, maybe five, right? Yep. You know, 15 of those 20 offers aren't great offers. The only reason it went so high above asking is because you had 20, right? If you had five, it, it would be a different situation. So if the P I always tell people by you writing offers that, you know, aren't going to be successful, you are helping drive prices higher. That's right. You're perpetuating so. it. Yeah. 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 You know, and then when, you, when they really get that concept, they kind of stop, they get that. And they're like, you're right. Let's not try because that just drives prices for everything higher when you do that. Yeah. I've had one conversation with a client, you know, that was, okay, I think we want to start looking. And I was like, okay, well, before we say we're going to do this, let's brace ourselves. And this is going to be very hard. You're either going to pray a lot, drink a lot, or do something to get through it. Like this is going to be very difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're probably going to get upset. It's going to be an emotional roller coaster. You're going to write offers that are 50,000 over no subjects. You're not going to get an inspection and you're going to lose over and over again. Do you want to do this? 
And they're like, no, we're not actually that serious. And I'm like, me being that blunt, I just saved myself and them so hours and hours of stress and time. Yes. Uh, I, I did that literally. Like I was saying like an hour ago that I've been working with the same clients for a year now and uh, you know, having to go back to South Korea and whatnot, it's fine, but a year. And I have legit told them what they need to be writing at. And I, I won't ever, ever suggest doing a subject free. I'm just too afraid of that. Um, I, for an older house, if it was like a year old and there's warranties, maybe, but mm-hmm. no, I do. And do you, and do you find now, Aaron, like, like, because you put so much time into them for a year, it's hard. You can't let them go. No, like you like, better at the beginning. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, now they're your kids. Yeah, and I, that's what I'm like, Ugh. and, and, you know, it was crickets for like two weeks and I was like, you know, texting and calling and everything. Okay. Because every week I'd see them at least twice, if not three times a week. Wow. So and, you put a lot of work into it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, anyways, we're, we're thinking uh, the last message I had received from him was we're, you know, reevaluating what we want to do. We're, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm here. And uh, anyways, then he just texted me yesterday um, saying, hey, we went to a good old fashioned open house. We want, want to write an offer. <laughs> like, what? He didn't even call me to say he was open house. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's wild. Yeah, they they ended up the um the house uh was already had an accepted offer. But what even was stranger, um, was the agent. So I phoned him to see if it was available. He there's subjects on the offer, they have an accepted offer, but he told me the price. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Huh. I was like, I've, sometimes people I've had will, that but happen. It's unusual. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, now yeah. we know what they That's... want, or maybe this is a tactic where they didn't get that price. But <laughs> if you want to write it back, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I had my handsome husband just got home. Must say, do, do some tricks for us. Yeah. <laughs> we heard you're into gymnastics. What? No, circus. <laughs> yeah. Gymnastics. <laughs> No, oh, circus. circus. That's it. Circus. I don't know. Circus training? I like circus the nervous training. laughter. He's like, what? What are they talking about? Oh, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. We'll we'll discuss with Aaron. Circus okay. training. No, no. What I, I went away to um Club Med. Maybe that's where it got misunderstood. And then I I don't know. <laughs> this is how rumors start yeah, exactly. everybody right here <laughs> never part of a circus or gymnastics i was okay. i was yeah. you were gymnastics and, and i was okay I was part of the circus for the people who just listened to the first few minutes of the podcast and yeah. tuned out they're gonna be very confused <laughs> it's gonna go wild it's gonna go viral yeah there you go steve middleton was a clown <laughs> oh that's yeah. what you're talking yeah. about oh yes yeah he was, went to circus school yeah. Circus school. Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> no, clown school. I think it was clown school. Oh, oh my gosh. There's a difference, guys. That's, this is gold. Yeah, there's right a here. difference. Yeah. They're going to juggle. It. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's yes, no, you're right. I, but that's funny because I did actually, I, I went to Club Med when I was 
I are you telling me about that? <laughs> <laughs> Steve's like, well, I thought you guys were talking about motherhood. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I did. I, I went to Club Med um, when I was 20 years old for vacation, for a one-week vacation. And they had like a, a trapeze, like a circus, they called it the circus team. And uh, they did flying trapeze and they did, you know, like tumbling and all that stuff. Anyways, um, they asked me to stay. So I didn't go home. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so now, you, now you three ladies can say you actually know someone who ran away from home and joined the circus. Yeah. Join wow. the circus. That's awesome. That. That's amazing. <laughs> cool. It's fun. It was it was short-lived. I was only there for six months, but it was fun. <laughs> that's an experience, though. That's something you, you'll be, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that yeah, was good. And why not? Before the motherhood, yeah, all this, exactly. like, that is the time it. to do that, yes. right? Absolutely. It's <laughs> to run away and join the circus. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, how, how do I bring this conversation back from circus? <laughs> Sorry, I know. <laughs> I, actually ha- I actually had a question about like um, one of Mary Tess's topic points, because you put educating clients that you're also a mom. So like, what did you mean by that? Or what do you do mm. exactly for that? Well, I think most of my clients are friends or friends of friends. So they know I have children. And so I will say to them in the initial consultation, and it's written in writing too, that, um, you know, I'm available nine to seven, uh, Monday to Friday. If it's after seven o'clock, it's because we're negotiating an offer and, you know, stuff's about to hit the fan. But if you're just, you know, asking if a place is available, then send me an email and uh, me or my assistant will respond to you faster than, uh, um, and um, and I'm always like, well, you can text me in the evening, but I might not get back to you. And so I've had some clients that continually text me at like eight o'clock, eight o'clock. And I just like, if it's not urgent, then I'll be like, okay, I'll get back to you tomorrow. Okay. I'll get back to you tomorrow. And by the third time they're like, oh, sorry. I realize I've been texting in the evening. I go, oh no, that's totally fine. Just, you know, if you send me an email, then for sure, I'm not going to lose the text. So it's a bit of an education process with clients. And that's a relatively new boundary that I'm kind of implementing. Yeah that's buying back my time to have bedtime with my kids. Yeah. And I think it's okay. I think it's okay to set those boundaries. I really believe that that people that really want to work with you want to work with you and they will respect the fact that you're a mom and that's it. You're a mom, you have a baby, um, you know, small children, Aaron's got a whole crowd, you know, it's, it's a van full there that I think clients respect that. And you can say, you know what, sorry, um, I have to have time with my children. They don't, they just, you know, they think we're so readily available when you set that boundary. I think the people that really want to work with us accept that very easily. I really do. Yeah. And then I guess it's also like navigating because I felt like prior to having kids, which is probably just like not a good habit to be in, whether you have kids or not, but I was more eager to like drop things and do things. So some past clients that I've been working with um, recently kind of like remember that. So they would like phone me at 10 and be like, oh, can I see this condo at four? Like only giving me six hours notice or something. And I'd say, yeah, sure. Let me see if it's available. And I'd be ready to take them out. But now like having my daughter, I have to see if Brayden's, you know, has an appointment or if he'll be home to watch her or see if my mom can watch her or to try and kind of figure that out. So it's not so easy for me just to find out that someone wants to see something within like, you know, four or six hours or something without like a bit of a heads up. So 
that's been like a little difficult because that was a client that I worked with before where previous to the baby, like I was able to do all that. And I think there's still sort of that expectation. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you, Jamie, like having our kids four out of the six drive and have their own vehicles. So we've only got two that, you know, you know, need us from time to time in terms of rides. But I, I couldn't imagine how difficult it would be, you know, for you, Meritess, like having young kids doing this, like I realtor for four years, busy, but I don't think that I would know how to juggle it and balance it at all. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like I, yeah. Cause it's, you know, when I started, you know, it wasn't life or death. Yeah. You, you Jamie, <laughs> yeah. And you, Maritess, your kids are small. It's life or death. Yeah. You, yeah. you have to be available for your children. Once they're older, it, it does ease up. It, a it bit. really you still does. have all that guilt. Yeah. It, it's, it, but you don't have those serious uh, considerations. That's very serious. Yeah. I can, I can jump out of my house and and go show up a person a place that's just up the road or whatever if you know if it's available but yeah there's so much more involved with you guys the the Mm -hmm. the younger kids that yeah yeah and I have other realtors that I can rely on and I pay for their time to go show the property if I can Mm -hmm. so um because I just sometimes I just can't make it and it it is hard because there's a certain pride in my promptness right and being available to my client and and like you said Jamie if the client is used to you because that's how they worked with me four years ago um and then now I'm not acting that same way um there there's still that tension that I wrestle with with trying to be faster but also seeing the need like I need to be producing a certain amount so I can have an assistant to help book those appointments or funnel those calls and, um, you know, get other agents working with me because I can't do it all. Yeah. I can't be there all the time. And if, if I train these people and the clients have the same consistent experience and the results are the same, then it's not really the Mary test show. Like they don't really need me there 24 seven through handholding every step of the process, even though that's what they're used yeah. to. I'm finding that if they, at the end of the day, they're still happy, even if I'm not there for every single step, right. but I've paid for other people to be there. Yes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But going back to your question about, um, you know, when you take out these clients and you work with them for a year and then they don't buy, uh, that, uh, that is really hard. There is so much disappointment, but I think it's also a teachable moment. Now, my kids are pretty small, but I think it's important for them to see like, hey, mom's going out to work. You know, I got to go out and they're like, no, mommy, don't leave. And my kids are little and they cry Aww. and, you know, they grab my arm as I'm walking out the door. And I'm like, mommy's just going to go show one house. If I can sell this house, then, you know, like we can go on a vacation right. next year. And like, we got to save our money. And like, you know, you bought that new toy. Well, I need to go try to sell the house. And, and then if I'm really upset that it didn't work out after a year, then it's like, it's a lesson for me to share like my faith with my kids too. And be like, you know what, mommy was serving God. And I was like taking care of these people, but it didn't work out. And so it's kind of disappointing, but so I think, I think the kids can still learn from our family. A hundred percent. And uh, I mean, I have, I've told our kids, all of our kids, this particular couple and the, the crappy thing is, is they're lovely. Like, what? yeah, you know, jerks or anything like that they're 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 great people it's just I think there there's been like circumstance and then 
um, a bit of, I think they, they think they know mm-hmm. what they do as the professional. And I, as much as, you know, educating them as I've tried to do, like I said before, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Without being rude and, 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 and like firing them, I've, I've much gone the course. <laughs> yeah. I think like Mary Tess said earlier about like energy stuck and like, you know, clients and like being a little bit more wary of like who you want to work with and stuff that I'm, yeah, kind of doing that a little bit now. Um, so hopefully I, there's always going to be like those clients where you, your time does get wasted. I feel like that's inevitable and sometimes it'll even surprise you, but I feel like now I'm just like a little bit more wary of it or, um, being even like more like what Laura June said, being more blunt. I felt like I was too nice before and would just go along with things that were really silly, but it's even been like with, I don't know if you guys have that issue, but with a lot of downsizers, they're so hesitant to list their place and they just want to look until they can find the perfect place. And then if I did, then I do a subject to sale and then I would list my place. And you can see that if all these really far off, but like maybe puzzle pieces would exist, it could be like a big deal and a big transaction. But a lot of times, sometimes like that can be like years of work or a lot of work, or then sometimes people could even back out and then see it's too stressful or competitive and say that they don't want to move and they're just going to stay where they are. So things like yep. that, like, I guess it's nice having a realtor husband because I've just been like, yeah, Brayden will help you. <laughs> Cause I'm like, at this <laughs> point in with like how new the baby is, I don't feel like going to show a home to somebody who doesn't even have their place listed, who, when they tell me what they're expecting, I'm like, well, that's uh seems a bit high as well. And there's just so much, you know, to do. So yeah, it's been, a, it's been an interesting trans transition for me. Cause I feel like I've been saying like, no, and like referring to Brayden a lot more. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's been a change anyways. Cause before I was pretty and like, okay, we can go see that property. You never know. And playing along a little bit more, but well, it's a commission based business yeah. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's high risk, high reward. Yeah. So sometimes we get paid and sometimes we exactly. don't and, and it, it sucks, <laughs> but when it, you know, it kind of, I think that's why we have to really enjoy our job too. Cause sometimes you, you, we're not paid hourly. We're not paid for, um, you know, the time we put in, it's just, sometimes we get paid, sometimes we exactly. don't, but I think if we find, find joy in doing our job and knowing that at the end of the day, somehow it'll all work out in the wash and I'm putting food on the table for my family, then, you know, then it's, you kind of have to take the losses. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I would never give up this gig that I'm doing now. I mean, I, I started when I was 40 years old. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much midlife. And I would never, ever, ever give up that choice that I made to, to get into this profession. I love it. And it's, it's good. You're right. There's, there's gives and takes, but I think it, it's a very, very, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a very uh, rewarding, you know, job here. Because we get to help out so many people, like to see, especially new buyers, right? To see yeah. like beaming faces and they're so excited about this massive thing that just happened in their life. It's awesome. Oh yeah, we're very blessed that we get to do this. I absolutely agree with that. And I wouldn't change it for anything. You know, a lot of the conversation is, you know, about the stress and the worries and this and that. But having this as our career has actually um, you know, that that's given us a lot of freedoms that we wouldn't have that, that we do this and we do get to make our choice yeah. in the end. Mm. That's what it boils down to. It's our choice. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I, I like that you said that. I said this when I first got my license. I'm like, for my whole life, I felt I have always just had a job, but now I have a career. And yeah, awesome. that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah, the lows are pretty low, but that's why we have each other and friends in the business to go, this happened, and and we can go, oh, I know what that's like. You put a year in, that sucks. Or like, oh, I know what it feels like <laughs> to get stabbed in the back. Or, oh, I know, you know, we, you kind of have that camaraderie with each other. But then the highs are really high, and it's like, hey, mommy sold a house today. Woo! And like the whole family cheers, and like, you know, everybody's super happy. So it's, it's a wild mm-hmm. ride, but like you said, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally agree. All right, ladies, I think that's yeah, been uh, it's a good wrap time. Lots. Yeah. Yeah. It was so wonderful chatting with you, you guys. Well, this- okay. And so medallion. Next year. Next year. Are they do- yeah. right? I, I always we're gonna well, it's gonna be next year. Always. It always will be. Right? Yeah. We get together and we're gonna have a, 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 a cheers to each other. It's gonna yes. be so much fun. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> Well, it's really nice talking to you guys right. and, and learning more about the different stages that are be upcoming for me and then some for Mary Tess too. And yeah, yes. it's exciting. Same. Awesome. Yeah. There's so much I could learn from you ladies. So this is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, like it takes I said, a village. It, it takes a village. Right. Amen yeah. to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My friend texted me the other day and said it takes a village and a vineyard. And I was like, that sounds pretty accurate. There you go. That's perfect, yeah. actually. I think I might get a mug that says that. Yeah. I've never heard the vineyard that's far. Awesome. That's, that's, yeah. yeah, that was good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right on. All right, awesome. ladies. Have an awesome week, everyone. So yeah. good to see your smiling faces and, and chat with you. And yeah, I guess we'll relinquish the mic back to Andrew and Ray, right? Thank you, Andrew and Ray, for giving us this time <laughs> yes. to have our ladies chat. Can you imagine them in this conversation? Yeah, they wouldn't right. even follow it, just so you know. No. <laughs> all, all you would see, there, there would be no yellow around their little boxes. <laughs> No. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Thanks for having me. Take care, guys. Bye.